0: Drag up that diesel. um, Let's go, diesel. Um.
1: All right, folks. uh, No cliff, no quarry today. Uh, instead, we got my brother from another mother, Chris Williams, uh, Slim CVA from Twitter. Uh, Chris, what's up with you? Bro- uh,
0: you know, I'm just debating if my purchase of Commander season tickets needs to be returned or what's the protocol on that? I haven't really looked it up yet, but I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it.
1: <laughs> so I, I guess based on your reaction, I, I your first blush is you're not feeling too hot about this. once trade. And I think that probably echoes many 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 commanders fans across the dmv but let me go ahead and and, uh ask you this your first blush reaction when you first heard the news what's the first thing you did did you cry did you yell did you kick your dog what happened
0: uh i mean you know i left the dog alone he had nothing to do with it my my first reaction was was why but but why 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 did we have to trade two pretty high picks and for those that I've heard, I've seen on Twitter and some of my boys like, bro, it's a third rounder. It's not a first or second. Okay, well, Antonio Gibson was a third rounder. Terry McLaurin was a third rounder. Jordan Reed was a third rounder. Like, the idea of oh, well, it was just it's just third rounders, and one of them can turn to a second and probably will. Mm-hmm. I, I just that was already infuriating. But then when you add the money, the fact that he's getting the bag, the bag. That, in <laughs> hindsight, we drug our feet on giving Kirk the bag. Now we're giving a lesser Kirk the bag. Make it make, it make sense. That's all I like. Make it make sense. I don't for, – for all reports, a guy that was going to be cut anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He probably was going to be cut, and you're right. Uh Two third-round picks, I, I don't care how you slice it. High picks, low picks, those are still – chances to add valuable players to a team that's devoid of a lot of talent. And yeah, you gave it away. Um, Now, listen, I I know that there was a market for Carson Wentz, something was developing from, um, I believe it was Dan Rossini reported today that there were teams in on Carson Wentz and we weren't the only ones, which probably explains why our our initial offer of a fourth and a sixth escalated to a second or a conditional second and a third. But, yeah, man, that money sticks in my craw more than anything, to be honest with you. You know, money is money. And, you know, the salary cap is a myth. But that really kind of hamstrings you next week going into free agency. You already heard that Landon Collins is getting the ax, which may have happened anyway. But some of these players that you want to bring back, i.e. J.D. McKissick, i.e. Bobby McCain, are you going to be able to afford these guys right now for a quarterback that, if, if you're asking my opinion on it, you may or may not have gotten equal production from somebody like Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. No, it wasn't sexy. No, it wouldn't have got the fan base excited, but it would have cost you less money and cost you no picks. So that's just and my if, thing.
0: And if that is the baseline, okay, we're trying to get the fans excited. Granted, Twitter is can be an echo chamber and everything like that, but mm-hmm. do you think that the fans are excited? Do you mm-hmm. think that that the commander's ticket office is blowing up ever since we announced Commander Carson yesterday?
1: Uh, No, no, I don't.
0: (laughs) That's my point. It it just, it 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 goes back to what has been said over and over. Why did Ron and ostensibly Jason Wright and Martin Mayhew, why did they say so many just superlatives about how they had to upgrade the quarterback position? Like if they had just moved in silence, I, I feel like I could have accepted this more. But mm-hmm. they, they put that in the atmosphere. They leaked out that they were aiming, you know, shooting for the stars. And I understand, like, Rustin want to come here. Rodgers was never realistic. Watson probably didn't really want to come here either. And who knows if we had enough capital. Like, I get all of that. But if we had just made this move happen, a la 2018, when out of nowhere, and we just get Alex Smith. And I was like, huh. Like, Alex Smith, I don't know how I feel about that, but... All right, I can process it. But when I my, when you set the expectation bar so high and you're telling us, oh, we're going to shoot our shot to invoke the great Patrick Ewing, <laughs> what kind of shot is that? You
1: practice that
0: shot? <laughs> That's what you're telling me? This was the shot?
1: Facts, facts. I, I feel you on that. And I'm glad you said that because my point of view on, on what you just said is twofold. One, you set the fans up for an L and I probably knew that you weren't getting Rogers. Actually, everybody knew you weren't going to get Rodgers. Wilson, an outside chance Watson, you know, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. You know, we, we can't cover that in 20 minutes, but as far as the big three goes, the chances were slim to none, but y'all been pontificating and speaking publicly all season or all season saying that we swing in big at quarterback fans are getting excited. Uh, Maybe not some of the rational fans who know better, but fans were getting excited. And to settle on Carson once, it's got to be a letdown. But also, and this more importantly, you gave off a stink of desperation to the rest of the league. You know, like, do you think that the Colts have the gall to ask for two third-round picks and ask to take on th- nearly $30 million in cap space if they know you not thirsty? Hell not. Nah. Sure. Like you said, they were on the verge of cutting this man. He had a market, but there was a chance this man was going to be moved for a third day pick and maybe some money. But when they know that the Washington Commanders come calling, like you know what, that's our mark right there. Let's get him. You know,
0: Jalen Jalen Rose, obviously basketball, not football, but he always jokes about, and he he would go to these parties when he was in the NBA, and he said, you know, as everything winds down to three a.m. He's like the one thing I learned is you you don't chase the party, you let the party come to you. We mm-hmm. were out here chasing, hammered, mm-hmm. lost our cell phone. One shoe <laughs> is one shoe is a, a a gone for some reason. We're stumbling around, can't find the Uber because we lost our phone. Talking about where's the party at? And where's the party Chris, at? Here's here's Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts, going. The party's right here, mm-hmm. like the like the clown from It. We follow him down into the sewer, <laughs> and we bring the clown out. And now we have Commander Carson Wentz as our starting quarterback.
1: And no lie, Commander Carson, I can get behind that. It's way better than I've seen somebody put Wentz or no, Pennsylvania, Wensington, D.C. And I almost drove oh. my car off the Key Bridge. I was like, no sir, no sir, Wensington. <laughs> that's what we doing, bro. I we get do, you. We, we not me. Wentz, Wentzburn, I mean, not me. I'm not doing that. We'll save that for the gentrification podcast. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I feel like we've been pretty negative over this first seven minutes and and change. Say something positive about Carson Wentz if you can.
0: Okay, I have something positive about Carson Wentz. He is taller than Taylor Heineke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I,
0: you know, I watched. I watched the NFL. You know, in their state media, room, uh, he uh, is taller, he's a
1: big dude, he's pretty, yeah, he's but he's, cool. he's reckless yeah. with his body. That's that's his main problem. Now, he's not just reckless with the ball, he's reckless with his body, which has been a, a, a reoccurring theme throughout his career. He don't know how to stay healthy, his bad back, blown out knee, this and that, yada yada. And we done had fair share of quarterbacks who you know bit the dust on the field at, at FedEx Field, so you know him staying upright is going to be of the utmost importance but
0: FedEx uh, FedEx field has more bodies on it than a Kardashian but the thing is is that hey! <laughs> but the thing is is that i watched the uh, NFL twitter account you know the state run media for the NFL they're like here's Carson Wentz's 10 best plays of 2021 and i you know it was like a 4 minute clip i watched it the man does have a big arm. I mean, Mm -hmm. he can sling that thing 60, 65 yards, no problem. Outside Mm -hmm. the hash, in between the hashes. We're going to, he's going to produce plays during the season that we're going to jump on Twitter like, damn, Commander Carson did that. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to absolutely kill us with fumbles and back-breaking turnovers, and it's going to be Kirk all over again. And, you know, it. In a, in a bad NFC East, which I'm presuming that it will be, and with the kind of a soft schedule, with our third-place schedule, is that enough to get 10 wins and make the postseason? If you want to go glass half full, Chase comes back, Sweat comes back, Payne and Allen keep balling, maybe we somehow find a linebacker. I mean, secondary is still a pretty big concern outside of Curl, but, you know, maybe WJ3 starts earning his bag, Fuller continues on, St. Juice does something. Like, you can try to maybe kind of find a path to us mm. being good, but man, that is a lot of what ifs.
1: Yeah, Um I'm with you on that. My positive also was the arm. And I think that you didn't have to watch many uh attempted deep shots by Tiller Heineke to realize that this man has a Chad Pennington-like arm. <laughs> and I really think that Scott Turner and them really want to throw the ball downfield. You know, I don't mind that Carson Wentz's uh, completion percentage is 59% two years ago. It wasn't much better last year. Would much rather sit a number near 70%. You know, some of the better quarterbacks in the league complete 7 out of 10 passes every game. No problem. But what I do mind is a high completion percentage when you're averaging like three point. <laughs> yards per attempt you know it's like yo can we take some deep shots can we get the ball hey. downfield can we push yeah. the ball downfield and you've had pop gun arm quarterbacks from alex smith to case keenum to taylor heineke you know mm. the best arm we've had here in the past couple of years is old oh, lapdams himself mr uh dwayne haskins <laughs> not 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 haskins oh yeah man. yeah not Haskins. he fuck around and put that ball in row f
0: you know I'm saying? And, and wouldn't nobody be sitting there. The thing is, is that <laughs> the, the thing is, is that it, it's not just that he's not very accurate. He's not even throwing for a lot of yards. He was 30th in yards per game last year, 27th in completion percentage. There's only 32 teams in the league, my guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I there is a cross section of fans who are like, man this is a significant upgrade from Taylor Heineke. Is it? Like, I know his arm is bigger, but he hasn't been in a Scott Turner offense for three years like Taylor has. And mm-hmm. I, I he doesn't seem to be the quote-unquote leader. You know, you, you see a lot of reports out of Indy. Now, that could just be Indy covering their tracks on why they punted on him after one year so that it doesn't look like they have egg on their face for giving up what they gave up. So right. th- there could be some of that. But, man, I, I just – it just feels like barely above a lateral move, and that's frustrating.
1: I had a similar conversation with uh, Cliff not too long ago when we thought Trubisky was getting the fold. And he said, oh, well, Trubisky has a stronger arm. We'll be able to go down the field. And he's right. You can't go down the field with Trubisky. But he used that as a rationale saying why he's better than Heineke, and I was like, slow down. I do think that Wentz is better than Heineke. I do, personally. Yeah, I do. By how much? I mean, I I don't know. How, how do you quantify something like that? But what I'm not going to do is say he has a stronger arm, so better quarterback, better situation. I, I I just don't buy that because Heineke offered a lot of other things where his arm was failing, like, like he was a playmaker with his feet. You know, he threw with great timing sometimes. He was a good leader with something that is questionable with Carson Wentz. So I don't buy the whole, like, stronger arm, go down the field more, automatically equals you're better than the quarterback you're replacing. I knew they wanted to get better than Heineke. I'm not convinced that he is head and shoulders better than them. I think he's better, but we'll see how much better he actually is because the past two years of tape that that uh Carson Wentz has put together, you know, it, it's just underwhelming. Just you know what I'm saying? Like, does he pass the eye test? Yeah, I know he threw 27 touchdowns to seven picks, four to one ratio. But when I watched Carson Wentz play football, and I've been saying this since 2017. He, he just don't do it for me. Whatever it is, he don't do it for me personally.
0: Years ago, I was out in Seattle and I was on a I was on a my buddy's buddy's boat. We're, we're driving around on the on Lake Washington, beautiful summer day in Seattle. And I and he has a nice boat. You know what I mean? We've got probably eight people on there. We're drinking beers. I asked him, I said, hey man, what's the difference between like a boat and a yacht? He's, he sits there for a second and he goes, you know, the best way I can describe it is when it's a yacht, you know when you see it. And, and that's all you need to know when it comes to quarterback. I don't know, I, I can't describe what makes this, what makes a superstar quarterback. I know there's, there's quantifiable measurements and metrics, but you know it when you see it. When you watch Deshaun Watson play football, you know what he is. When you watch Russell Wilson, you know what it is. When you watch Trubisky, Winston, Wentz, even someone like Derek carr jimmy g that mm. level of quarterback you're like mm. you'll see throws and you're like okay and then you'll see other throws and you're like nah that ain't it
1: yeah boats
0: I, and yachts.
1: wholeheartedly agree that's a good analogy too is i can see a path where he could be a functional quarterback in this offense like i mentioned going down the field is something that scott turned them probably really want to do i guarantee terry is gonna love having a quarterback with an arm to throw it 65 yards down the field just give him a chance to get That's loose right. on somebody just give him a chance but some of the other things that he's been needing to clean up in his in his career like his footwork his decision making at times his accuracy you know if frank wright couldn't do it That's- you know this is <laughs> like i mean is ken Zampese gonna be able to bring the best in carson Wentz? I'm. i'm not i don't know i don't think so but you know, it, it is what it is. The bright side is after this year, you can be out of the Carson Wentz business for good. Um, you know, this is another half measure. And I made a comment the other night saying, I don't want no more half measures below a certain rung. Just go with a rookie quarterback. Yep. I've, I'm not sure if, if he was in that rung of Trubisky, maybe on like the very bottom like spectrum of it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, let me ask they... you, let me ask
0: you this, Paul, real yeah. quick. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is this all in for Ron? If this season goes sideways and we win, you know, seven, eight games, maybe even nine, miss the playoffs, something like the Colts did last year. They were nine and seven, or excuse me, nine and six, controlled their own destiny, went, stunk down the stretch. They lose the last two. They're out. Mm-hmm. A la Kirk in sixteen. All yeah. you had to do was beat an inferior opponent to make the playoffs control your own destiny. Can't do it. If mm. something like that were to occur, and yeah, we can get out of Wentz's deal, no problem. But are mm. you ready to get out of Ron's deal? Is this it for him?
1: You asking me personally, you think I'm asking you personally, Paul Williams. Um if it's like nine and eight, eight-nine, no. But if Next year goes left, and, and they finish like five and twelve. Ron better put his house on the market. You might as well just go and hire that good real estate agent from Redfin and get that joint sold because this is three straight years of you not having a quarterback, right? And it's not your fault that you couldn't get Stafford. It's not your fault you couldn't get Wilson. But people get fired in this league for not having quarterbacks. It's three straight years you you didn't you didn't produce a franchise quarterback or anything that resembles a franchise quarterback. If you don't draft the quarterback at eleven. If you stick with Wentz and Heineke and hypothetically Kyle Allen and you win four games next year, somebody else will be drafting a quarterback for this franchise in 2023. I believe that. What do you do you think that there's a possibility that we take a quarterback at 11
0: with Ron using that in his back pocket of, well, yeah, I know we went, say, eight and nine this year. But we're going to get out of the Carson contract. I got 28.5 more I can spend next year. And I got Malik Willis on the bench ready to go. What do you guys think?
1: Give me another shot. If it's Malik Willis, sure. If it's Kenny Pickett, mm, maybe. They got to really love somebody at 11. After you don't get two third-round picks and spend all your money in desperate need of playmakers on this team, Yep. If you are gonna spend a 11th overall pick on somebody that's not even gonna play after drafting Jamin Davis last year, who didn't play at least not well. Yep. You know you you get nothing from your first round picks. Where do you do that at? Like, come on now. You gotta be you practical and, about and, that. And here's the
0: other here's the other issue. This team is devoid of playmakers. Mm-hmm. We have Terry. We have four games this season. Logan Thomas. It sounds like maybe we might not have McKissick back. Mm-hmm. Gibson is an uh he's a compiler. He's a jag. We're gonna move on from him probably after next year anyway. Like, we don't have playmakers.
1: So I like Gibson, we, but but that's but that's fine. another conversation. He's fine. he's fine. Yeah, he's okay.
0: But he's fine. But you know, Curtis Samuel, he's just
1: who's Curtis street, Samuel?
0: Yeah, he's street clothes collection of hoodies.
1: Brooklyn, Paul Richardson. Oh, 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 you, no. oh you you mean Ohio oh. State, Brandon Lloyd? Oh. Oh, sorry, my bad. I had, to, I had to get these shots off. Damn. <laughs> Logan Thomas did tear his ACL in December. So it's, it's not a guarantee he'll be back for, like, training camp. That's a, that's iffy at best. You need playmakers. And at 11, yes. I, I feel like the, the move there is – my my perfect scenario is pickets at 11, Steelers get thirsty, they trade up to 11, we go back to Ooh. 18, and Ooh. they snatch somebody like Jameson Williams there or somebody maybe Olave falls a little bit recomp that third round pick you just gave for, for Carson Wentz and yep. you pepper him with talent on offense and defense and, and you know make it work that way. If it were my call, it's Willis or nobody eleven. If it ain't Willis, then I would just go best player available and keep it moving.
0: Me too. I if if the plan this whole time is to give up draft capital and actual capital to then take small pause picket at eleven, I, hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be pleased. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not going to be pleased at all. Facts. Facts.